0: Hello Laker fans, welcome to another episode of the Late Late Show podcast. I'm your host Matt from Lakers Fan Club UK, covering your Los Angeles Lakers from the United Kingdom. I am joined by our first returning guest. He's a writer for the Late Show Life. Uh, he also contributes to Lakers Fan
1: Club UK. It's uh, Jonathan Kernan. How are you mate? Hey Matt, I'm pretty good. Uh, second time guest. That's a good honour, so thank you very much, and I'm going to start off like I did last time, so I'm going to say, let's go!
0: (laughs) Well, thanks for jumping on, I do appreciate it. The uh, previous episode we did, did really well, so, I mean, we could say that this is the return of the Dream Team, you know, maybe we might even get you on permanently moving forward.
1: You're MJM, Scotty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or you're Kobe, I'm Shaq, I'll take that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, what we'll do is we'll jump straight into it. Um, so over the past week, the Lakers went 4-0 with wins against the Hawks, Grizzlies and two against the Oklahoma City Thunder. The team currently sits at an NBA best of 14-2. We reviewed the Hawks win on the last pod. That we recorded, which was with Lakers Nations uh, Trevor Lane, it was a very good listen. So do check that out if you haven't listened to it. So what we'll do is we'll pick up from Wednesday morning's win UK time that is over OKC at Staples. The score was 112 to 107. After that, a back to back occurred on the road with OKC where we played them at their place. But we'll pick up in 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 time order and we'll go with the home game. Against, um, against LKC at Staples. So, what did you think of that game? Did did you catch it, Jonathan?
1: I did. I think it really could have been a lot kind of handier for the Lakers if uh, they, if I think it was 31 points from Dennis Schroeder, if it would have been a lot kind of handier for us if he didn't torch us. But we still got the win at the end. I think it was, this is the first game kind of AD and LeBron kind of dominated together. It's usually been one or the other going back and forth. But I think between the two of them, they're able to get 59 points, 18 rebounds, 14 assists, six steals and two blocks, which is like a, f- a fantastic stat line for the two guys. It really is important going forward that them two guys really hit it on all cylinders together. And it's kind of it's showing that Anthony Davis is really starting to come into his own offensively. He's been kind of tentative sometimes during the, like, the first games of the season, but he seems to really be kind of getting his, his, his own shots off and it's really really nice to see yeah no definitely I mean
0: I think with the well with all of the games actually not just the first OKC game but they just grinded it out the Lakers um didn't necessarily play well in in that opening game or like I said they haven't all week but going into that first game against OKC we knew that they had talent didn't we you know Chris Paul Danilo Gallinari. Um, who you aren't trading to me on fantasy. So thanks for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Dennis, Dennis Schroeder, obviously. Um, just Alexander, Stephen Adams. You know, we knew it was going to be tough. But man, in that first game, you know, Schroeder turned into Kobe, didn't he? You know, he had 100. 20 first half points on 8-11 and 11 shooting. Um, you know, it, it, whenever we tried to pull away, they just stayed close. I mean, in that game, I know he gets a lot of criticism, but I thought Rondo played quite well. To be honest, he wasn't really efficient. He was from a shooting standpoint, it was like three and ten, but he created quite a lot of looks. He had, I believe, it was two consecutive bounce pass assists to LeBron and Caruso. Really good vision, you know, just what we expect from Rondo. But he finished tied with a team high plus six, and I was quite, I was quite impressed with uh with the way Rondo played in that opening game, but. Man, did you see um, Kuzma's eye injury in the second quarter?
1: That was pretty nasty. I initially thought it was his actual eyeball, and I was like, "Oh no, he's going to be out like for a couple of games." But it just seemed to be just below his eyelid. But at least he looks cool in his new glasses. So,
0: (laughs) yeah, no, definitely. I I just saw the blood like dribbling down because at first it looked like he just got bashed in the eye, and it just you know kind of you know his eye just went all red, and maybe a bit just a bit of a. you know, you know, just contact with the eye where it just initially starts watering and goes a bit bloodshot. I just thought it was something like that, but when I saw the blood coming down, um and then when they tidied it up, it was almost closed, wasn't it, when he was on the bench and I thought, oh God, that looks quite nice.
1: Yeah, I was even thinking to myself briefly as like they cleared him, um they said he was questionable at half, t- uh not half time, they said he was questionable for a certain period of time and I thought he was gonna come back in and I was like, Coos, why the hell are you not coming back into the game? And then they kind of zoomed into him I was like, Oh it's like, yeah, you sit this in for, for the rest of the game. It makes more sense rather than getting injured. But yeah, I think the Lakers, and I'll even go back to your point about Rondo. Rondo, he, the one thing he will give you is he's going to be the playmaker the Lakers need when even when LeBron isn't kind of going on the playmaking end. It's one thing the Lakers have badly needed in the squad. They don't have another primary um, playmaker on the squad. Well, Caruso can do it a bit. And um, Avery Bradley can do a little bit, and KCP even to a smaller extent, or Danny Green can still play and make a bit. They're not; it's not their forte. It's not their strong point. When you have someone like Rondo who knows how to play with AD, who knows where to find him in stride, knows when to throw him a lob, or when to like throw a bounce pass, it's essential just to have that them guys in your team who can really kind of get the other players going. It wasn't. The prettiest game for the Lakers, and I don't think any of the games this week have been the prettiest games from the Lakers. But we'll take the win. It's, it was against a very, very experienced Thunder team, and I think the Lakers are going to have to grind out victories against these experienced teams. They might be able to beat like teams that are much younger than them. They, with their with their vast experience, when you have a lot of veterans on your team, they know how to kind of grind out games, and they know how to win out, win games. But yeah, the Lakers got the win. We'd be very, very happy with that. And, like, we pushed on to the next game. And I think I think we are going to have a really strong next couple of games also. But we need to kind of get out of the the kind of – what's the word I'm looking for? We need to kind of stop grinding these games out. We have the ability to kind of put these teams away in even the second or third quarter, and we really need to kind of push that home.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean – just when we did look like we were going to pull away, I believe it was uh, late in the third, maybe in the fourth. Um, obviously, a lot of games have happened between the now and then. It, it, OKC just came back into it and, um, you know, it was it was really close uh, late on. But the Lakers managed to pull away. Um, they did behind a huge KCP3. Um, KCP's been playing really well at the moment. That was with less than a minute to go. Yeah and that literally just rounded up that game and and the Lakers managed to walk away with the victory which has been quite a story of um of the season so far aside from LeBron and AD who who did it in the other games which I'm going to speak about recently and um, you know other players have have stepped up which is which is good to see the depth of of the roster and um with all the criticism going back to KCP with all the criticism that he has received as of late it's good to see him playing well and atmosphere around him kind of relaxing a little bit and um, you know as I won't get into it too much but as we've said on previous podcasts it it was kind of justified the criticism that he was getting but as long as he is playing well that criticism is going to die down a little bit and at the moment we're on a nice little spell where we're not really worried about how KCP is playing and he did very much contribute to uh, that that win in a big way right at the end. And he did contribute to the other games as well. The Lakers walked away with, with that one, 112-107. Um, and then we moved into a back-to-back uh, where we played OKC again. And this was a tricky one because I, I thought the OKC game on the road in Oklahoma was a tricky one. I, I thought it was one that we were going to drop, to be honest with you. I wasn't really too sure who was going to play out of LeBron and AD, whether load management would come into it. I wasn't really too sure but it's tricky when you play teams twice you know in quick succession because what teams did wrong in the first game they'll change and try and do differently in the second game so i really thought they'd get the best of us but um what did you think of the second game it was very much a shootout wasn't it there
1: wasn't a lot of defense no it was a big shootout i really thought the lakers slipped on defense during this game but the big thing that for me was six players on the okc like scoring in double figures, that like was really a hammer blow for us. Just not seeing them all kind of playing extremely well, kind of watching shots go down. And two or three more players were, I think, they had eight or nine points each. So each player was really kind of contributing to the team, which really made it hard for us. We really needed the likes of LeBron and AD to step up, and I think they did in a big way. I think Davis is really starting to feel it from three-point land, even though he's not hitting at a great rate. He looks a lot more comfortable shooting from that distance at this moment in time. And if he if he can hit it even like 35% for the season, that is going to be huge for the Lakers. It's, only, it's going to be huge for floor spacing as well. The likes of JaVale and Dwight are going to get so much more room uh, in the paint if if AD is able to kind of stretch the floor out a bit for them. And it could be a really, really big factor for the rest of the season. But yeah, I, I completely agree with you. It was kind of like a real shootout. We kind of gritty game that kind of it could have it really could have went badly for us, but um yeah we we were able to grind out the win and the one thing actually the one stat I could, that took from this game is AD getting his first ever four point play like he's been in the year he's been in the, in the league for eight or nine years and this is his first four point play I just find it really hard to believe. I didn't actually know
0: that, but um, yeah, that four-point play was huge. I didn't know that was his first anyway, but that pretty much secured the win, didn't it? I mean, he had some clutch free throws right at the end with seconds to go to ice the game, but it's very much that four-point play that kind of swung the momentum the Lakers' way. It it, it, was, it was very much just a shootout. Again, Rondo looked quite impressive on the shooting end this time. Uh, but he had a three-point shot or he had a few three-point shots and he got ejected after a bit of a skirmish for Schroeder. It just looked a bit stupid, to be honest with you. It was just Rondo, if you just round being Rondo. Rondo is, and Yeah, what he is and what he does. Um, It just is what it is. We walked away with the win, so that's the main thing. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'll hold my hands up. I, um, This particular game, I, I didn't catch this one live. It's the only one of the three that I didn't. Um, I only saw the highlights for it. But from kind of the um, sense that I get is that, again, they didn't really play well. I think um, when it comes to the end of the game, they just weren't able to really pull away and make it a bit more comfortable. Instead, OKC were rallying. Like, like the good team that they are, You know they've got a lot of very talented players, so that was very, very much expected. Um, but you know it's good that AD is coming up big in them clutch moments because... That's what he's there to do it? I know that's a basic thing to say, and it's a basic expectation from such a superstar, but you know it's good to see him stepping up in in in, in the moment of need and I think the main thing is is that whilst they didn't play well and whilst they haven't all week, I think it ve it very much shows the difference this season in terms of the past few seasons is that this season there's just the talent there to pull them through, so instead of winning these games on maybe effort. Or, or, you know, luck, things like that. They genuinely just have the talent that can just draw together, use their experience, and execute down the stretch to win games. You know, these are probably two games that we spoke about that we arguably would have lost last season, but with the likes of LeBron James and AD and a strong supporting cast, we are able to sneak these wins even without playing well.
1: Even though I love the likes of Ingram and Hart and Lonzo, these games aren't meant for them just yet. Like They are still very young and they're very still quite inexperienced in this league. Having guys that know how to finish out games like Danny Green, like Dwight Howard, like JaVel McGee, like KCP, they're essential for championship winning teams. They might not be the best players, they might not be the best scorers, even the best defenders, but they have the necessary experience. They have the, I've been there kind of attitude where nothing phases them. They know how to grind out these games. This that, that's what we were missing last season. We had players like Rondo and LeBron, but we didn't have enough talent in terms of like superstars who can take over a game. We have that now in an abundance with A D and LeBron and we have that experience and it's gonna be huge for us going forward. Obviously we we love them players that went and if there was any way we could have had them and A D would have been like the best of both worlds. But I'm still extremely happy with how the trade went and I think we don't expect huge things from AD I, I, I'm, I'm really kind of of the opinion if AD is able to kind of find his way within this offense, I think he's going to surpass LeBron for MVP this year I really see mm-hmm. LeBron taking a backseat in the second part of the season and AD just kicking it into overdrive because looks, it looks like LeBron's really trying to get AD going like he's throwing the glove passes left and right. I think if the Lakers are able to get the pick and roll going a lot more, you're going to see um, Davis's points spike. That's the one thing I've, I've really kind of been disappointed about this season. They're not running the pick and roll nearly enough for AD. He needs to be getting much, much easier baskets than he's getting right now. If they can do it maybe three or four times a quarter where he can just get set a bone-crushing screen and roll to the basket. Not many players in this entire league are going to stop AD when he has the ball in his hands. He can dunk over virtually anyone. It just needs to happen a bit more. And I think if LeBron and Rondo can kind of get him going, he's going to be huge in the second part of the season. I think LeBron's going to rest his legs a bit more. Well, if they get someone in the buyout market, it could be really helpful for LeBron. But they really need to kind of get AD going because he is going to be the person... I, that's probably going to be the difference maker in terms of getting Lakers to like a deep kind of playoff spot.
0: Yeah. And I mean, in terms of AD, we'll segue into the Memphis game now. And then the Grizzlies win on Sunday morning. Uh, the second night of a back to back, which was 109 108. It was just a one point game there. A uh, very stressful one. But in terms of AD, uh, and just showing how, how much he does step into the star role that LeBron is kind of facilitating, so to speak, that. He had 22 points, uh, four rebounds, three assists, five blocks, three steals. Not necessarily the, you know, the most impressive stat line uh, in terms of AD. That is obviously that is an impressive stat line. Against the second game against OKC, the one that was on the road, um, he had 33 points. In the first game against OKC, he had 34 points. But the reason why I'm bringing it up in in this game is he came up big down the stretch, and it wasn't just. One play like that four point play and you know in, in, in the OKC game, it was very much he come up with a big three pointer. And then one thing which I was really impressed with, he had that put back finish late in the fourth. So when LeBron took that three pointer, which really do stress me out by the way, like it's great when he makes them, obviously, but when the defense just goes stagnant, and then you you know that he's gonna take that three point shot, LeBron seconds, like probably a good like four or five seconds before he even takes it. I think the defender does too, to be honest with you, but when he just rims it, it's so frustrating, but AD got in front of his man as the shot was mid-air, and then followed it up with a put-back dunk, uh, put-back finish, sorry, not a dunk, and, you know, again, he was the focal point of a team that didn't necessarily play well, but a team, well, he was a member of the team that just stood up and Enable the team to just grind out for a win. And, um you know, he really is contributing to putting them wins on the board now. And he looks comfortable doing so. And he looks like he is having fun doing so as well.
1: Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. I think it's hard not to love playing with someone like LeBron. He's going to make the game so much more easy for you. He's just going to get you so many open looks. Like even Danny Green saying that he's never got so many open looks in his entire career. And um, Obviously, that's partly because of AD, but it's usually because of LeBron. If AD can continue just to kind of get the ball where he likes it, he's going to be absolutely a mammoth player for us this season. He really just needs to kind of get the looks he wants uh, going forward. Like, he If he can, if he can stroke it from three-point land, that's great. He'll add a, a different dimension to the Lakers. But if he can just get some easy buckets and get the ball exactly where he likes, he's going to start hurting teams. Like there's very few players in the league who can kind of deal with AD physically. I think I think Memphis actually did a pretty decent job at times. Like they have two kind of big men uh, that are have a, have a real chance of kind of bodying them up and kind of hurting them in the paint. But that's the reason why he stepped out to the three point line. It was just hurting hurting them there. Like it's really easy to see that Davis he's he's very adaptable. He can understand that okay things aren't working. In the paint at this moment of time, I'm going to step out to three, which is going to in turn make the t- the the opposing team, kind of follow me out there, get some easier baskets for my teammates, which he's been doing very well with his passing as well. He's getting very like very good assists as well, and I think his assist numbers are have kind of spiked a bit more over the last couple of games. But yeah, he's he's a really really intelligent player who just knows he's just he's studying the defense and just saying, okay, I can pick apart my player here. I can get an open look from from my guy here. And he's he's gonna be fantastic for us. He just needs to continually get the ball in his hands and start making plays. He's going to do this for us all season. It's just a matter of him really kind of taking the bull by the horns and saying, Okay, this is my team. Obviously LeBron is a big part of this team, but he handed the keys to me and let me see what I can do with this with the keys.
0: Yeah, I mean, in terms of you saying his assists have spiked in in the past three games. I have actually got the stats for that over the last three games because that was when he really has been stepping up um, because I believe the games before that, he was, he was maybe on 14 points, 17 points. He looked a bit passive in terms of the star that Anthony Davis is supposed to be. He's always been locked in on defence and that's not really ever been a worry. He did have a spell of being a bit passive on offence, but over the last three games, he's really hit the reset button and he's back to his old ways. He's averaging 29.6 points, 7.3 rebounds, 4.6 assists, 2.6 steals. Um, Obviously, he's doing the normal work on, on blocks um, as well. I think he was in and around two blocks per game in, in in that time. Um, He did have five blocks, I think, four or five blocks against Memphis. But I believe the second game against OKC, I don't think he had any blocks. So he might have only had one. So that kind of brought his averages down. But the main thing which I thought was important with that, and Jonathan has alluded to it earlier on in, in the pod, is that his outside game, he's really got that going because in the in the three-game stretch, well, this past week, he's been shooting at a 55.7% clip from three in that time. And um, at the start of the season, he really didn't have an outside game like at all. It just wasn't falling. He wasn't really incorporating
1: into his game. So it looks like he really is firing on all cylinders now. Lethal shooter must be saying, like, have a massive sigh of relief because all of his guys that he's been talking about all season, and Anthony Davis and Coos and KCP are finally starting to hit, like, three pointers. He must have been hiding in the cave for the first couple of games because when they weren't shooting well, he was very quiet. And I was like, oh my God, this guy's after ruining their shot. But he's been working, must be working diligently with them. And it's really starting to show now that they're. They're starting to the stroke from three. And that's going to be big for us this season. We really need some great three-point shooters. Obviously, LeBron plays best when he has a bunch of three-point guys around him. And if AD can add to that, as well as Kuz and Danny Green, we have a lot of shooters in this team. And if they can if they can just hit consistently, this Lakers team, is I have a feeling, is going to cruise, if not to the NBA Finals, to the Western Conference Finals. Obviously, we have a few tough opponents we could face there. But we have a really, really solid chance if just our guys can hit in all cylinders. It's going to take a bit of time for the chemistry to build. And I still think it's building slowly but surely. You can see the chemistry between LeBron and AD off the floor. They like they look like really, really good friends. On the floor, it's really starting to click. They're really starting to see. Okay, I know this. You want the ball here at this particular angle. You want the ball right on, like in post at this particular angle. It's starting to fall where it's like a nice little bounce pass into the post that gives, him, gives AD an easy dunk. It's just little things that they need to keep continue to work on. And it seems like they're willing to put in the time and effort to kind of play with each other. Because LeBron knows AD is his best chance of winning another ring. LeBron can could probably retire now and still be considered one of the greatest players of all time. But if LeBron's able to win one or two more rings... Then he gets in the conversation with Michael Jordan, and he he won't say this, but he wants he wants to be considered the best player of all time, who doesn't. But if he, if he he knows that AD is his is his chance to be the greatest of all time, and if he can really kind of get AD going, kind of understand that if if AD is hitting on all cylinders, LeBron's hitting on all cylinders, then this Laker team is going to be something special. We've seen it early on this season, and it's just consistency and staying injury-free is going to be absolutely key for this Lakers team. They need to kind of build it on a defensive mindset where they can go through the entire season, shut teams down when they need to, allow LeBron to kind of... I, I think LeBron should start relaxing on defense a little bit more. He has enough um, wing defenders beside him currently. I think that when Avery Bradley comes back, it'll be a big help. He has Danny Green he has even someone like Jared Dudley to kind of stand beside him and provide some good defense. I would I wouldn't mind seeing LeBron taking more of a backseat and on the defensive end. That might come with some criticism from some Laker fans, but I'm I really want to see LeBron completely healthy, 100% fit and just ready to go for the playoffs. It's very early days right now, but if he can just stay healthy and stay fit. This Lakers team is going to be a problem for any team in the league.
0: Yeah, I mean, an interesting stat that has been going around is that um, the Lakers' current record of 14-2, and which is a league-leading record, um, marks the best start ever for a LeBron James team. That's uh, best in the Cavs of 2016-17 and 2008-9, and along with um, Miami Heat's 2013-14 team all of which started 13-3, which is a really interesting stat and a really promising stat. Um, I picked up that information from a CBS Sports article by uh, Brad Botkin, but I believe ESPN's Dave McMenamin has picked up on on, on that too. Hey guys, I'm just going to let you know how you can save money with Fanatics UK and the NBA star Yorla. Lakers Fan Club UK are proud affiliate partners of both websites where you can enter the promo code LAKERSUK10 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. This is not restricted to Lakers gear only. The promo code works site-wide for both. On the Fanatics UK site, they have a wide range of NBA, MLB, NFL, NHL and soccer slash football merchandise. NBA Store Europe hosts a wide selection of official NBA gear. One thing that you have to do, though, to activate the discount is to access each website through the links provided on the Lakers Fan Club UK website. This is www.lakersfanclubuk.com forward slash partners. So that's www.lakersfanclubuk.com forward slash partners. So if you enter the Fanatics UK and or the NBA Store Europe website through the links provided on the Lakers Fan Club UK website and enter the promotional code LAKERSUK10 at checkout, you will get a 10% discount. That's LAKERSUK10, all one word in capitals, and that will enable the discount. Promotional code can be used more than once, so do store it, and it will save you money when you purchase through Fanatics UK and the official NBA store. Europe. LeBron has been so important to this team, and has this team relied on him too much? Maybe it would like it would be nice to see him sit back a little bit more and kind of rest his legs a little bit for when it matters. But over the last three games, he's, well, the last week, he's been averaging 26 points, 7.6 rebounds, 9.3 assists. Those numbers obviously are impressive, but they're relatively average for LeBron. You know, he, he does put them up in his sleep, really, doesn't he? But off the stats, I, I, I think, you know, you alluded to it then, his defence, um, he has been active. He's locked in, which is nice to see. And he has been coming up clutch when needed offensively as well. Deep threes, obviously, when they go in, they're very nice. When when not, is frustrating. But also getting to the paint, at will. And I also think that at 34 years old, and you see Kawhi Leonard load managing on back-to-backs, you know, this is a guy that has just gone back-to-back at 34 years old, played back-to-back games and, you know, dropped 23 points, 14 assists, 6 rebounds in, in one game, and then gone out the very next day, hours later and dropped 30 points, you know, six rebounds, four assists, you know, very much played 36 minutes in, in the first game, 39 minutes in the second game. He's not holding back, and, you know, hopefully it doesn't come back to bite the Lakers, you know, further on in the season. You know, in terms of that Memphis game, they didn't play well at all. They were passive as a team, careless. There were turnovers at a high rate, but they're still grinded out a win. Which which was very impressive, and they walked away with a one point win
1: there.
0: In terms, Jam was crazy good. Yeah, I do, do actually have a bit on Jamarand here. I mean, we we'll, we can get onto him if if you wish. Yeah, he looks a serious talent, doesn't he? You know, he's so athletic. He had twenty six points, three rebounds, six assists, five steals as well, ten of sixteen shooting. I mean, I, I just think he's a perfect mold for a young modern NBA player.
1: He's what I thought DeAndre at Fo- uh, DeAndre DeAndre De'Aaron Fox was going to be just this explosive point guard, but he just has that bit more on the playmaking side of the ball, and he's a better shooter. I, I read looks a real talent. Like I like in previous game against the Thunder, I thought Shea Gilders and Alexander looked like an all star, but Jamarrant in this game looks like he's going to be potentially a superstar. He just he has that kind of swagger to his game. Where he just knows that like I I'm I'm quicker than you I'm faster than you I'm more explosive than you I can get to the rim when I want like I'm really he did had a reversed reverse layup against Dwight and it looked so effortless he didn't it didn't even look like he was trying and like obviously Dwight is like a former defensive player of the year and is a really astute defender and he kind of just glided by him and like saying like oh my bad I got to the basket you can't even stop me try. He just looks like a special talent. Like, obviously, would love I'd love to see him in a Laker uniform. That's I don't think that's ever going to happen. But with 26 points and six uh, assists and 10 of 16 shooting, like he had a great night, and I think he's going to be a really special talent in this league going forward. Definitely, and he, he definitely
0: is looking like a future star. And all the best to him. It's it's great to see players like that um, getting into the league straight away and making an impact. You know, there's a handful of players at the moment that that are doing so, and he'll be one that carries it. On, I'm sure of it because he's got a very dynamic, modern, fresh game, and um, you know he's just set for a very solid career or a star career in the NBA. So, all the best to him. Um, but getting back onto the Lakers, who are not focusing on young players at, at present time, instead we are sat at the top of the NBA with a um 14 and 2 record Uh, you know obviously we don't don't develop talent anymore but um in terms of when we did develop talent three players that were on our roster was brandon ingram lonzo ball and josh hart well you probably know what's coming this coming week on thursday morning uk time you know feel sorry for us because we do have to get up very early in the morning which I think I've said for maybe the third time in this podcast, but I'll keep reminding the listeners that it's really hard to watch the Lakers.
1: It just shows how much we love the Lakers that we get up this time of morning every every night to watch our favourite teams. But they, they deliver, and if they, as long as they keep delivering, well, who cares? Well, what am I saying? Even if they're losing, I'll still watch them. But oh, man, if I, they keep winning, it'll be great. I,
0: I, I watched them get like blown out in the past few seasons and still got to watch him. I don't know if that's good or bad or crazy. I'm not really too sure. But um, yeah, I just love watching love them the to be honest.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Just just watch. I don't know why. Like, ever since I was a, like a kid, just the Lakers were the thing for me. Like, watching the Shaq and Kobe air and then the Pau and Kobe air and even now into the LeBron and AD. Just, they offer just this kind of excitement. That's just fantastic to see. Like, I'll never. I don't think I've like a sporting moment has ever matched when uh, Game Seven against the Celtics, when the Lakers won. Like, I just remember my heart beating out of my chest, mm. remembering that game, and it was just so incredible. Like, thank, thank you to the Lakers for them moments, but also they've probably taken years off my life in terms of some of these losses.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Definitely. I mean. In terms of like, you know, 2009-10, that was very much when I started latching onto the team. So was still very much kind of learning the game and things like that. So in terms of having full knowledge and full attention to the Lakers, if that makes sense, this is very much the first team that I've experienced of them being at their peak at the top of the NBA again. So I'm very much hoping, you know, for my sake, that um you know that they are serious and we really can make noise in the postseason and push for championship on us. But I mean a lot of that's down to Annie Davis and the trade with the Pelicans that 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 made us acquire him, obviously. And that was Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, all going the other way. So on Thursday morning, on the road in New Orleans, we we well, we obviously play the Pelicans because they are on the road in New Orleans, so I already gave that away. But um, yeah, so Anthony Davis is going first time back in New Orleans, you know, back in the city that drafted him, the city that loved him so much and hated him so much during the end. Um, obviously, uh, part of that is reference to the That's All Folks uh, t-shirt, which was absolutely hilarious. And we know that Anthony Davis does not dress himself. Um <coughs> But, um, Which is weird to hear about an adult man. <laughs> it was hilarious, though. So. Um, and it was very Absolutely. much the beginning of the end, wasn't it, really? But well, the question is that I've got for you, Jonathan, is what what's going to happen? What's the prediction for that game? It's going to be intense. Brandon Ingram's playing incredible at the moment. He's averaging 26.2 points, 7.1 rebounds, 42, 42 assists, 4.2 assists. <laughs> and um, and an incredible forty two I can you imagine. And uh, and an incredible forty six percent from three point land. I, I man, I don't know where that outside shot was when he was with the Lakers, but man, Ingram can shoot now from outside. Um Absolutely. You know, it's going to be a good one. It is going to be a good one. I'm going to get up for it. Lonzo should play. He's been injured recently, but he's playing off the bench now. I Believe. Hart is currently injured but may return. So you never know. We might see them all play against their former team and we're gonna see AD going back to New Orleans. What's your predictions? What's gonna happen? Is it a game that they're gonna drop because of emotions or what you know what's gonna happen?
1: It's gonna be it's a real kind of coin flip. On one hand, AD could just be like, these guys turned their back on me and I'm gonna kill them. There's a real possibility mm-hmm. that happened, and AD just going off like for 50 points and 20 rebounds. But then again, the likes of Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball, and if Josh Hardy, even if he if he's play if he plays or not, there's a real chance they could be like, you traded me, I'm going to kick your ass. And with Brandon Ingram, he does have that kind of mean streak to him, uh, like he always had it, that he could potentially just come back and just really put it to us. But we still seem to have enough uh, experience just to get by them. I see it being a like a really kind of back and forth game. If I had to guess, I think we squeaked the win. I think AD just shows up and tries and kicks their ass. But it really wouldn't surprise me if we lose by ten points to the Pelicans. Another record isn't isn't stellar at this moment in time. I think it's six and ten, but they've looked really good in some of their in, of some of their losses. And they, there's a lot of games they could have potentially have won, but just didn't have the necessary experience. I don't mind if we lose this game. If I'm being completely honest, I think there's there's I think you learn a lot more from from losses than you do from wins, and I don't want to see us kind of go into the kind of scenario. The like it's very unlikely that will happen, but the scenario the Warriors did this. I think it was their when they won. They only lost four, three or four games all season. I don't want to see that happen. I don't want to see us running ourselves into the ground trying to get the best record in the league. We need to kind of beat the teams we need to beat, get ourselves into a comfortable position into the playoffs and just kind of coast for the rest, like towards the end of the season. I really think if we we want to win this game, we can. If we want to kind of get LeBron going, get AD going, and even if just one or two of the role players just playing well, we can pretty handily win this game. But it's going to be a real kind of dogfight. There's a few, like Lonzo and Ingram, have the potential to be really, really good players in this league. And they're going to want to want blood this game. And it wouldn't shock me at all if we lost, but we still have the experience to win. So for me, like I know it seems like I'm flip flopping, but it's a real coin flip for me. It could go either way. If I had to predict, I think we, there's a good chance we get the win, but really wouldn't shock me if we lost.
0: Yeah. I think the main thing is, is a level of maturity going into this game, I think. So you know, it's really only Anthony Davis on the Lakers that the game really will mean anything. Um, I mean, it might mean something for Kyle Kuzma, uh, wanting to get one over on Lonzo Hart, Ingram, you know what I mean? Like, you know, former teammates, Um, you know, he obviously was very close to them. And I know that we've got a few returning players like KCP, Rondo, you know, McGee. But I can't really see. I can't really see them getting too emotionally involved into it. I think the best thing is for the likes of LeBron and no. you Danny Green's and you know Avery Bradley. Do you know the experienced players that we have on the roster, the Dwight Howards, is, is to just put their arm around AD and just tell him to just play calm, just try and blank out as much as you can because it's going to be a hostile atmosphere there. You know, it's going to be a very hostile atmosphere. It's going to be a sellout crowd. Oh, you know it's going to be probably a playoff atmosphere and they, he just has to shut it out ad and if oh, he absolutely. does start to get involved in it and involved in um, you know the hysterics of it all and Pelicans players getting in his face maybe trying to rile him up you know if, if they go down that route, um, we just need the players to kind of put their arm right around him, Lakers players and just pull him away from it. Ingram, Lonzo and Hart will be up for it if Hart plays, that is. But whoever plays um, in terms of former Lakers, and understandably so, to to be honest. But, I mean, I I think the experience that we've got and the maturity that we've got and the established players that we have got now, you know, we're not a young team anymore. If anything, we're one of the older teams. I I, I think we'll be okay. I, I think we'll be okay, to be honest with you. I think we'll probably walk away with a win. And I would love AD to like, Drop one of them 40, 20 nights or something like that and just show
1: them what they were missing. It would be hilarious. I just have a real strong feeling that's going to happen. It just seems that, like, he was really respectful with the team. Obviously, that's it, folks. Sure, it was kind of a bit distasteful and it's still hilarious that he doesn't dress himself. But he did everything he possibly could for that franchise, worked his ass off, and he just gave all of it, everything he could. They obviously couldn't put the players around him to help him win the championship or even make a deep playoff run. And he, he understood it, understandably wanted to go somewhere else that would give him a larger chance to win a championship. And you can't really, after you've given your all to the team for so many years, you can't really hold it against the player for wanting to make a move. Even when Kobe tried to go to the Bulls back in the mid-2000s, because the Lakers simply just weren't doing enough to put the players around him. That's completely understandable you need to hold your franchise accountable and just say listen we're not putting the best product out on the floor you can do better and they obviously got Pegasus and the rest was history but the same with the with the pelicans they just simply weren't doing enough to help um, help Davis win I think if Zion was playing in this game it would be a I think it'd be a much much closer game. But we're quite lucky in that regard that he's not going to play. And regarding if AD gets too involved and kind of gets too emotionally involved, it's great to have players like Kuzma and LeBron to kind of just be like, even if you want to bench Davis until he cools down, you have two guys capable of scoring in bunches who are going to be able to take over at the load. Obviously, we, we might have to have Dwight on the floor a bit more in that game if that was to occur, to kind of help, help with the kind of defensive, uh, defensive abilities, but yeah, I think we should win this game. It really it really all depends on AD's mindset. If he comes in, comes out swinging and just just wants to torch his team, we could put these away in the third quarter. If he's kind of getting really too emotionally invested in the game and it's thrown him off his game, the Pelicans could really come at us and do some damage. They have talent on that, on that team. But yeah, we should have just enough, well, more than enough, to put them away but it's really just going to be depend on how Lakers play they've been grinding out a lot of games recently this feels like it's going to be one that's going to be ground out as well
0: yeah I mean as
1: well as playing the Pelicans
0: next week uh, the Lakers play the Spurs on Tuesday morning the Wizards on Saturday and the Mavericks on Sunday with the last two being on a back-to-back um what what, what are your predictions there did you what have you got how many wins will the Lakers lose? One? Will they lose two? What What do you think is going to happen there over the over the week ahead?
1: You can never guess what's going to happen against the, the San Antonio Spurs. With Greg Pop- Popovich, who has like a distinct hate for the Lakers, he could really kind of just do everything to kind of throw us off our game. But I still see us win that game. And with the Pelicans, I see that as a win as well. And the Wizards and Mavs. With the Wizards, I I can, well, there's a pretty good chance that's going to be a blowout. And that could be a game which the likes of LeBron could kind of get a rest and kind of really put all their efforts into the Mavericks game with Luka Doncic having a borderline MVP season. It's going to be really important to kind of sneak in that rest against the Wizards. But yeah, I think, realistically, I think it's going to be 3-1. and one. Uh, But... If I've been optimistic, I think it's going to be 4-0. I can't see us losing more than two games this trip. If we do lose two games this trip, it'll be quite a big disappointment. But yeah, 4-0 would be great. It's I think it's quite realistic as well, but it's also optimistic. What do you think? Um, I think we are due
0: to drop one, to be honest. um, I think we've been... Running a lot of games, very very close, and I think it's probably about time. Um, it comes to biters in in the backside. I think, and I think we may drop one. It won't surprise me if we don't, and and we win them all. But we've been we're running what a seven game winning streak at the moment, and the Spurs I think will be okay. The Wizards I think will well the Wizards I'm pretty confident will be okay. Um, the Mavs is, no, sorry, the, the Pelicans as well, uh, included in their sandwich in the middle there, I think will be okay as well. I think we can come come away with a win there. The Mavs is what I'm worried about because they pushed us to overtime last time and Luka Doncic is playing incredible at the moment. And um, we're well, not at the moment, but all season has been playing incredible. I think that's a tricky one. And especially with that being the second night of a back-to-back, We're very, very interested to see what we do with loan management there, especially if if some players don't play or, you know, we don't know what's going to occur. You know, some knocks might happen, you know, uh, sore bodies. You know, it's it's very much we're well into the NBA season now. I think that one might be tricky on Sunday morning. I think, I mean, a few things I have here is I think that defensively we need to get back on track because – we're down to i believe in defensive rating i think we are now sixth in the nba and uh, we have been at the top if not second in and around then uh, in and around there in um in defensive rating or all season and we're down to sixth with a defensive rating of 102.5 so we need to get back into that you know the defense has lacked lately we've conceded 107 130 108 points in consecutive games now so we need to get back back on it there, I believe. And I think that's the main thing that we need to improve um, going into the, the, the week ahead. Offensively, we have improved and, you know, we've, we're have we actually sitting seventh offensively in the NBA. So we're actually, you know, jumping up the ladder in that regard with 110.5 offensive rating. I think from beyond the arc, we've struggled and it'd be nice to in the next week to get that back up and going because... And, um, you know, over the past month or so, it has really improved. But over the past week, we've kind of hit a bit of a lull again with it. Um, you know, apart from the second game against OKC in the past week where we shot 54 um, percent, we struggled in the other game against OKC and against the Grizzlies from beyond the arc and also defending from beyond the arc. Um, but in terms of the offensive game, this team doesn't really rely on three point shots. Uh, when I was actually looking into it, we we're actually sick from bottom in the NBA in terms of a percentage of our points actually being from beyond the art with 28.8. We clearly heavily rely on the mid range where we're fourth in percentage of our points coming from mid range with 56.8% and um, 14% of our points are from fast break points. Um, I think if we can try and even that out and get a bit of the three point game going as AD has been improving, um, you know, other players just haven't really been doing that well, have they? I mean, Danny Green's been improving as of late, and KTP has. But um, LeBron, in lately, in the past week or so, has kind of hit a little bit of a lull from three point range in terms of his percentages. Players like Troy Daniels, um, Quinn Cook, I think we need them to be contributing over the next week, to be honest with you. I don't think we can go another week with just LeBron and AD being at the forefront bailing us out of every single game. I think we need to. Um, we need some of them other players to start stepping up, I think, if we're if we're gonna go far no
1: anyway. Absolutely. I think it really needs to start with Coos. Like he's been wildly inconsistent to start the season. And he was always he's been he's been th- thought of as the third star. He hasn't been playing anywhere close to that. Like he's made some clutch shots and he's helped us get some wins, but he if he wants to be that third star, he needs to step up and be recognised because he's he's not doing enough. Obviously, the likes of KCP is kind of stepping up to the game now, and I think obviously since he got into the starting lineup, he's been averaging thirteen point two points, fifty seven percent from the uh, from, from the floor, and sixty one percent from 3.9 uh, landers, which is crazy. But mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, we need to st- need guys to stand up. And if I'm being completely honest, I don't think the Lakers have enough offensive coaches on the staff. I did, I think I did an article for. Um, for for or Laker fan club UK recently about uh, an offensive minded coach that they could bring in, I just don't think I think Frank Vogel is too defensive minded. And don't get me wrong, we are doing quite well at this moment in time, but I think we have potential to get even better. I just I don't know if we have. I think we're very reliant on LeBron James getting the offense run for us, and if it's not running well, we are kind of just moving in slow motion at times, just throwing the ball to AD in the post, trying to get LeBron to make a shot, trying to get an open look for someone else. But we need to kind of find uh, an offensive philosophy that really works for us for the long term because it just seems at times we're going through the motions. And obviously, when you have AD and LeBron, they're going to be a massive part of what you do. They just need to kind of step it up a lot if he, if, he, if he can stay in the top 10 in offense and defense for the rest of the season, I'd be very happy with that. It means that we're playing quite well on both ends of the floor. We're not elite on both ends of the floor at, at this moment in time, but we have the potential to be. We just need we need to step it up. And regarding the the role players, yeah, they just, they're just haven't been good enough. If we can get the likes of Troy Daniels and Quinn Cook, if they can just... Do their job and hit 3 uh, three-pointers. It's going to make the job for the likes of Kuzma and Ad and LeBron so much easier. And Danny Green, he needs to really really step it up. He has the ability, he has the talent, and he he's he's a fame thrower from three when he really gets going. He just really needs to step it up. I think it if I think if I'm being completely honest, LeBron needs to give them a bit of a kick up the ass and just say, listen, guys. If this team is going to be what's going to be going forward, it's because of you guys as well. We can do as much as we can do, but it's going to be it's going to fall on the shoulders of a lot of you role players who are going to carry us to the carry us to the finals and make some big shots on the way. Like with every single team, there's always that guy who just hits the big shot late, like Robert Ory when he hit that three pointer to uh, when Flatty I slapped it out to him on the three point three point land. And hit that three pointer. That's huge. You need guys like that who are willing to step up late in the game and just make themselves heard. Obviously, we have the likes of Avery Bradley, who's averaging, I think, 9.5 points per game, and Alex Crusoe, and Dwight Howard, and Danny Green, and Kuzma. They're all averaging kind of in around 10 to 12 points, which is absolutely fine. But we really need them to step up when the likes of AD and LeBron aren't feeling their best. Because there's a lot of games we could really easily lose if if AD and LeBron are just not hitting on all cylinders. And it's unfair to ask them to do that for 82 games. You really need some guys to step up.
0: Definitely. And um, I think definitely this week, it's going to be a test of players just are going to have to step up. Um, LeBron and AD, I think... I think in terms of trying to keep them injury free, we just have to try and take the workload off them. But just in terms of having off nights, you know, they're not just going to be tuned in peak, peak every single game. You know, they go going to have an off night. So when them off nights do occur, we need the others to step up. And I think definitely this week is, is going to be an indication of, of when that is needed. And I think we are very much going to see that. That pretty much rounds up this week's podcast. Do you have anything that
1: you want to add on, Jonathan? Uh, not really. I have a new uh, article out with Laker Fan Club UK. It's uh, basically in the summer of 2021, LeBron could potentially walk away from the Lakers. If he has another championship, he could just potentially go back to Cleveland and finish, finish his career there. But if LeBron does leave, I've kind of outlined some options the Lakers who go with. Obviously, I'm not going to spoil the the entire article, but likely Giannis Antetokounmpo could really be an option. And if Lakers could have AD and Giannis together, that would be one of the most dangerous duos in NBA history. Imagine them two guys in their absolute prime, destroying teams. That'd be incredible. But yeah, that that that'd be that's my article, and it's just fresh out there. I think it came out yesterday. And I've actually changed my Twitter handle recently. It's now Jonathan K. Uh, nba so j-o-n-a-t-h-a-n-k and of course nba but matt thank you so much for having me
0: yeah no problem at all and do check out that article it is really good um it is over on uh the lakers fan club uk twitter page and uh, the lakers fan club uk.com website It's uh, obviously the latest article so it'll pop up straight away so do check that out But yeah i really appreciate you coming on jonathan and i'm pretty sure it won't be the last time i think we'll uh, speak to you a few more eh?
1: yeah one more one or two more times
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well we'll leave it there because obviously the pod's been been uh quite a long one um for for this for this episode but it is needed because it's been a week since the last episode we haven't really gone with any midweek ones uh this week and i don't think we will for the week ahead so we'll probably see you next week um but as always uh thanks for listening guys thanks for checking out the late late show we're on all of the main podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, etc., be sure to subscribe on your preferred platform and give us a follow over on Twitter, over at Lakers Fan Club UK. That's at Lakers Fan Club UK. If you check out our website, also, that would be much appreciated, which is www.lakersfanclubuk.com. And thanks for listening. Until next time.